Basketball still alive in Big 12 play. Softball picks up a big win, and baseball improves to 2-2. Two and two. I'm Matt Jordan. Welcome into the Pokes Podcast, part of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. And the Cowboys have won two in a row in Big 12 play to keep the basketball season alive improves them to 12 and 14 on the season and 4 and 9 in conference play and actually moves them out of last place thanks to the head-to-head tiebreaker against West Virginia. Looking at Oklahoma State, they come away with a close win, 80 to 76 over Cincinnati, which followed the upset 10-point victory at home against ranked BYU. BYU came to that game 19th. Oklahoma State won that game 93-83. to uh, A funny stat that um, bodes well for Oklahoma State as they move through uh, as they move through this latter part of the season. Uh, a weird stat for you here. Going into Tuesday's game with Cincinnati, the Oklahoma State Cowboys were 21-14 and after Valentine's Day under Coach Mike Boyton. That makes them now 22-14 and after they won 82-78. to It was their first Big 12 road win of the season and 2-0 and since Valentine's Day. Uh, second straight game, the Cowboys shot better than 50%, this time shooting 56%. The Cowboys were also 13 for 14 at the free throw line, and those were key down the stretch as the Cowboys worked to protect their lead. OSU's young players are starting to round into form. Javon Small, 19 points. Marion Keller, 15, and made the two free throws that iced the game. Brandon Garrison had 14 uh, Keon Williams had 12, and John Michael Wright had 11, so a number of players scoring in the double digits. And uh, Mike Boyton with a big head coaching decision. He fouled up three late, and it worked out for the Cowboys as they come away with that victory. Bad loss for Cincinnati, though, because Oklahoma State uh, is uh, 123, a net ranking of 123, which is a quad three loss for the Bearcats, and they're right there on the bubble. I still think, and and call it uh, optimism, that Oklahoma State, with just a handful of games left on their schedule, they have Bedlam Round 2, this time at home, coming up on Saturday. A must-win game for the Cowboys. You don't want to drop both Bedlam games to the Sooners in your last year playing it. Uh, with them moving to the SEC. Then you have UCF at home, a very winnable game as the Golden Knights have struggled. They are currently one spot above Oklahoma State due to tiebreakers. Uh, they're also 4-9 in Big 12 play. They're 13-12. and So if you were to win these next two games and they're at home, that would put you at 500 for the season and also put you at 6-9 and in Big 12 play. Your last three games of the season are not going to be easy, though. Uh with just these five left, you will be on the road at Texas taking on a Longhorn team that has been up and down this year. They currently sit at 6-7 and seven in Big 12 play, 17-9 and nine on the season. Uh, they do defend their home court pretty well. They're 12-4 versus 3-4 on the road. But that's a big one for the Cowboys. Then home against Texas Tech, a Texas Tech team that uh, is only two and five on the road, despite being fourteen and one at home. So, uh, 
Cowboys hosting that game have a chance to get revenge from their really terrible loss early in the season. That was their second Big 12 game of the year. They lost that by 27 points, allowing Texas Tech to score 90. So a chance to beat Texas Tech, who has struggled on the road, plus Oklahoma State playing much better as of late than they were early in the season. And then you have to go to BYU. BYU currently 7-6 and six in Big 12 play. They are 14-2 and two at home versus 2-5 and five on the road. So you do have to go to BYU and try to trip them up uh, on the road. We will see how that plays out. But uh, a chance here to win your last five games. If you slip up twice, you're done. If you slip up once, it is really going to hurt you, especially with the losses you had out of conference earlier in the season. The Abilene Christian loss, the St. Bonaventure's loss, the loss to uh, Southern Illinois, those are bad losses. Those hurt you as far as what uh, your chances, those hurt you as far as your chances out of conference getting into the March Madness, the, the big tournament there. Uh, but you win all five of these games. These are these would be big wins uh, at Texas, at BYU, and home against Texas Tech and home against OU are all big wins, all big wins, uh, and would be great resume builders for Oklahoma State. Not to mention you win out, you're finished the Big 12 season nine and nine, and it would put you at 17 and 14. With Big 12 play and considering the wins you're going to have to pick up at the end of the season, I believe that that's enough to put Oklahoma State on the bubble, especially if you go in and you win a few of your Big 12 tournament games. You you, you get into the third round. I'm not going to say second round. You're going to need to win two games, I think. You get into the, the third round of the Big 12 tournament, make some noise, look good, don't get blown out. I do think there's an opportunity. It is certainly a long shot. It is certainly a long shot for the Cowboys to try and pull off this this upset uh, and get into the Big 12, winning your last five games, which would mean that they had to win seven in a row uh, to end the season to get themselves in the Big 12 tournament. I talked about it, something that they can do. I just don't know if it's something they will do. And I think at the end of the year, they're going to be a couple of games below 500 and, and a few games below 500 in Big 12 play as well. And they're really going to kick themselves for that uh, for those losses against Abilene Christian, against St. Bonaventure, uh, against Notre Dame, um, against Southern Illinois, uh, losses to, to Baylor, losses to uh, K-State the first time around, uh, the loss to TCU. I think they're really going to kick themselves, uh, not getting it done in Norman uh, in that first game despite having opportunities. They're really going to kick themselves for those losses, and I think that's just going to be what keeps them out of the tournament. But I will give Mike Boynton credit, and obviously the team is very, very young. When you look at those guys who scored double digits in that Cincinnati win, Brandon Garrison is a freshman. Uh, Jamarion Keller, a freshman. Javon Small, the oldest of the four, a junior. And then Williams is a sophomore. So the team's young. The team's figuring out as the season progresses, but they, they're they young. 
and I'll give Boyton credit. I've been harsh on him. I, I considered having him fired and starting over, but I, I'll give him credit. He has figured it out as the season has gone along. He's he's progressed these young guys and turned Oklahoma State into a much bigger threat than they were a month ago. And so I give him credit for that. Is this season going to be a successful season? No. Does next year need to be with the progression and the experience, despite two of those guys only going to be sophomores, the experience that they gained this year, I think next year needs to be a successful season. You certainly cannot be sitting here at 4-9 and nine in Big 12 play, second to last on the outside looking in and playing just atrociously. These bad losses early in the season cannot happen next year. And so... I'll give him a pass this year because we're young. I don't think he needs a pass next year. One more year for Mike Boynton, and he needs to be knocking on the door with what he has of the Big 12 tournament. He lost a lot last year, but I think he's got a lot of young talent, and I think he can certainly get back to uh, what Oklahoma State has been before. He's been a phenomenal recruiter, get some transfers, and rebuild this program in in a year's time with what you've got young and what you can bring in and hope for the best next season. But, like I said, this season is still alive thanks to back-to-back wins on the road, the upset, or at home, the upset uh, over BYU, and then on the road against Cincinnati. Uh, Two big wins, but it starts with Bedlam on Saturday. That is a a must-win game for the Cowboys. Softball! Started out of the gate hot as they won their first five, but then sputtered last weekend with a 7-4 loss to Georgia after leading that game 4-0, just going cold at the plate and pitching struggling as well. Kyrie Acott got to start in that game. They went to Kilfoyle. Neither looked great, and uh, it was not a good outing for, for Oklahoma State, uh, looking to try to keep that hot streak going and, and beat a very good Georgia team who is currently ranked third they do bounce back later that same day with a 9-5 win over Wisconsin before falling early uh, early morning game against LSU, a 7-6 game, a very close one there that the Cowgirls just couldn't get it done. But uh, kind of an odd thing to see from the Cowgirls, who have been very good in the circle, giving up 19 runs in three games. Uh, I think an anomaly for this Cowgirls pitching staff which has otherwise been very good. The Cowgirls actually took the lead from LSU in the third, scoring five runs, up 6-5, but gave up two runs. Kilfoyle did in the seventh inning, the bottom of the seventh. That was the difference. They out-hit LSU uh, 11-10. So a couple of heartbreaking losses down there in Clearwater, Florida. And then, unfortunately for them, they had two games get canceled, two games I think they win on Saturday and Sunday against Northwestern and Georgia Tech, but then responded against a ranked Florida team, shutting them out and uh, winning that game 3-0. to zero. So Cowgirls bounce back a little bit on Monday, no, not giving up any runs. Then they have an 11-6 win earlier this week against Stetson. And then earlier today, as I record this, uh, they have a big win over fourth-ranked Washington, 7 to nothing, shutting out the Huskies. Uh, a, a big win for the confidence, and right now they're currently playing South Florida at the top of the second, and uh, it is zero to 0-0. So uh, if that tells you at what point I'm recording. So hopefully go on to win that. They play Yale and uh, Yale tomorrow, then Pittsburgh on Saturday, along with Loyola Chicago on Saturday. 
And then they have Sunday, Monday off before they play a doubleheader against South Dakota State on Tuesday. The big game against Wichita State coming up uh, March 6th, and then they get into Big 12 play, three games against uh, Baylor, uh, which is their first series in Big 12 play. So a lot of games left before we get to Big 12 play, but uh, big win against Washington to kind of reset things uh, and now have to ride that momentum the rest of this trip in Tampa, part of the the South Florida uh, Classic that they're they're playing in, or South Florida Showdown, one of those names, uh, that they're playing in currently. But uh, big win in the first game. That's their toughest game of this tournament. Uh, but they do pick up pick up the W. Looking at this game, uh, Talon Edwards had a big hit. Tim home hit a home run. Uh, Davis hit a home run. So uh, good showing by the Cowgirls. The Bats when they're when they're working, man, they they are some of the best in uh, in the Big Twelve in softball. And uh, right now, when you look at uh, some of the leaders, Talon Edwards, of course, leads the team with 485. Claire Tim has a 484 batting average. Caroline uh, Wong started hot, but has dropped off a bit. She's now at 394. Home runs can fly for the uh, Cowgirls as well. Edwards has three. Tim with two. Davis with three. Uh, Wong with three. And then Megan Bloodworth has two. So the offense is there. The pitching sputtered a bit, uh, but they did rebound. They have rebounded nicely. And uh, you know what's crazy is Ivy Rosenberry is currently the best pitcher on this team. Uh, when you look at the ERA, she's got a .39 ERA. She's 2-0, and oh, uh, big for the senior. I was a fan of hers. Uh, I I really liked how she progressed last year. 18 innings pitched for Rosenberry. Uh, she's only given up one run so far this year. She leads the team in strikeouts with 24. So I like what I've seen out of Rosenberry. Uh, Kyra Acock has sputtered a bit. She has struggled, uh, but I, I, you know, I think a couple of maybe easier matchups get her right. She's got a 5.25 ERA. She's given up 12 runs so far this season. Only has 15 strikeouts. Uh, she's given up two long balls on the year. Opponents are hitting about 3.33 against her. So. Not great for Acock, but if Acock rebounds with what Rosenberry is currently doing, and then of course as good as Lexi Kilfoyle is, one three three ERA, only given up five earned runs all season, just one home run. She has twenty strikeouts. So if Acock can get back to what she was last year, with what Rosenberry's turning into, and then you've got uh, Catherine Ogg and Katie Coots who are can, can kind of come in in relief. Coots has seen eight and two thirds innings. She struggled a bit too, four eight five. ERA. I like this team. I like this team a lot, but it is going to be very hard to compete with how good Texas and OU are. Uh, Oklahoma State, looking at their schedule, will not see Texas until the end of March. They have a three-game series at home, thankfully, 28th, 29th, and 30th against Texas. And then they end their season in Normand on May 3rd, 4th, and 5th in a three-game series against OU. That is not going to be easy for the Cowgirls. Texas is at home, thankfully. OU on the road. We'll see how they handle themselves. We'll see how they look, too, at that point in the year. But so far, two losses on the season, both to top 10 teams. So I like what I've I've the Cowgirls have in store. I like what Coach Gajewski's doing. Uh, you know, I've had my complaints with him in the past, but uh, good rebound win beating this Washington team 7-0. And then currently, as we set in recording, up 2-0 
on USF. And if they can go undefeated the rest of this uh, South Florida tournament and then head into the doubleheader as they come home for the first time on uh, Tuesday against South Dakota State uh, with just two losses, I think that will really set them up as we move throughout where they get several games at home before they head to uh, take on Baylor uh, on March 8th. So I like the Cowgirls. I'm very excited about the Cowgirls. And again, currently up 2 nothing as I record this uh, in the second, top of the second. Uh, looking at, let's see, Davis doubled to center field, scoring uh, Wong, and then Sokolowski doubled to left center, scoring Davis. Uh, there is two outs, and there's a runner on third. Nope, that just ended the inning as Bloodworth grounded out. So that ends the inning. It heads to the bottom of the second, but Oklahoma State up to zero uh, right now as I as I record this here on this Thursday evening. Looking at Cowboy Baseball, they struggled out the gate with a 7-2 loss against Sam Houston and a 2-1 loss against Sam Houston the following day, last Friday and Saturday. But then a big response, 19-2 victory over Sam Houston on Sunday. So obviously struggled with those pitchers that Sam Houston threw out day one and day two, but lit up the pitchers on day three with a nice 19-2 victory. Then an 8-4 win over Abilene Christian in Arlington. They're still in Arlington. Uh, they take on Michigan tomorrow, and then they have Arkansas, who is currently a top-five uh, team, uh, on Saturday. That will be a big test for the Cowboys. Uh, but uh, good games against Michigan and Oregon State as well this weekend. So three games, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, one against Michigan, one against Arkansas, one against Oregon State. Looked for them to bounce back after their 2-2 uh, and two start, starting 0-2. They have now won two in a row. Uh, I think they should be able to, to handle the Michigan team. A very tough test against Arkansas and then Oregon State, uh, who has a very good history of being good. They don't see Big 12 play until March 12th. They will start with OU. Uh, so that's coming up here in about three weeks. Norman In Norman for Bedlam, the first of uh, the season taking on an OU team before they will take on OU April 5th, 6th, and 7th. That game is at O'Brate in Stillwater. That's a three-game series. So a little one-off Bedlam game to start Big 12 play coming up later in March. So that's a look at baseball, softball, basketball. Uh, things look good. I, I'm actually really optimistic about all these Oklahoma State sports heading into the spring. Very optimistic about softball. Excited uh, for, for that season, how it's going to play out. Uh, interested to see how the baseball team looks. I know a lot of eyes are on Carson Binge as a potential major leaguer. Uh, so I think it, it brings a lot of excitement to the program and have liked what basketball has shown me uh, the last the last few games, the last couple weeks, and hope they continue that strong showing as they move through the end of regular season play. I'm Matt Jordan. Thanks for listening to the Pokes Podcast, part of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network.